can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ, the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. So Hannah, a very lovely follower sent me a reel the other day on Instagram. (laughs) And it was essentially a reel of red flags in a male's bathroom, which (sighs) I've forwarded on to you. And you said you had some thoughts on this. I also had some thoughts. I loved at the end how... She said she saw the Olaplex number. Yeah. And she was like, the oil, like as if a yeah. guy's using that Olaplex oil. And she was like, oh, I think he's got a girlfriend. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think he might. Um, yeah. But smart coming into the bathroom cupboard. That's how you could really tell if a man had a girlfriend, if there was Olaplex or something that was definitely a female product in there. Yeah. I mean, it could be his if he had long hair. If he had long hair, maybe. His hairdresser might have suggested it. Um, But he had something else. There was like some sort of beauty product that she was like, no, no, no. What did he have? Um, Okay, so there's head and shoulders. Then there's a few shopping bags as a bin. Then there's um, an excess of toilet paper. Then we've got a dirty mirror, an almost empty tube of toothpaste. Yeah. Uh, some cleaning products and a dirty tissue on the ground. Yeah. And then there's some um, expensive perfume, the ordinary natural moisturizing factors plus HA moisturizer, which seems which like, you know, could have been his. Legit, because it's, it's affordable. Um, floss, some used undies, several pairs on the floor. Yep. And then <laughs> she finds super goop I do that, though. I, put, I chuck my undies if there's no one coming over. So she finds the number seven oil and super goop sunscreen in his bathroom and that's glow where she goes. Screen. No, she I sees think, glow screen. She's like, yeah. I think he has... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's all- yeah. Oh, no, and there's also like a Charlotte Tilbury, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I think she needs to exit that situation. But I'd actually, you know what, it'd be really funny if we talked about um, red flags in men's houses or bathrooms <laughs> that people have encountered. I'm going to put that on our Facebook group and we'll see yeah, what you guys Yeah, we totally to say. should do that. I would say, look, I leave my undies on the bathroom floor all the time or I leave my clothes on the floor and then eventually I get around to taking them downstairs. I think the stairs is the barrier for me because it's just annoying to go back downstairs. (laughs) I feel like I would probably take them to the laundry if I had a one-story house. But it's just in a male perspective, I don't want to see their undies on the floor. doesn't really bother me actually because I I do it. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, but if this was someone that you were newly dating – You've um, gone to their house for the first time and they've got several pairs of dirty undies on the floor. I think if I went to their house for the first time, I would expect like some degree of like tidying up yes. because that shows that they're yeah. interested in you because they yes. actually, if they're not interested, I reckon they just leave like they don't care. I went, I remember going to someone's house, nothing happened, but we were just hanging mm. out in the afternoon and I remember his bathroom was like just not, it was gross and yeah, I remember thinking like, oh, I could have tidied up a bit for me. Yeah. yeah. I walked into a guy's house once and it smelled so strongly Oof. of piss. Oh! I couldn't. Oh. I just couldn't believe it. 
almost like it God. hit me. Like the door opened, it hit me, and I was like, "What the hell?" And this was like, there was a couple of them living there, so I just don't know if it was the bathroom or if it was a dog or I don't know what it was, but I was out of there. So, oh my God! And um, I can't help myself, but um, like as I'm washing my hands, I have like a l- real snoop around at all the beauty products. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you just want to see if they're using like Lynx 3-in-1. <laughs> and if they are, you sneak out the bathroom window. <laughs> I find men though like that I've, that when I've seen their bathrooms, there's a real range. Like it's not like. Yes. It's it's like all the way to like cheap supermarket and then they've got all the way up to like a really nice cologne. So mm. they don't discriminate. They are bougie bargain. Mm-hmm. They, I don't, they are, I don't yeah. think they really care. Yeah. That's, that's my experience. Yeah. I would have to agree with that. Do you think it's a green flag if they've already got a skincare routine? Like if they already are using skincare daily, oh, are well, you this like, is mm. the, this is the thing that I that my thoughts on it any you can like anyone is like moldable into what you want (laughs) in terms of in terms of beauty in terms of the beauty stuff like I don't think just because they're using like nothing now don't worry like you can have an influence on that and Mm -hmm. it's something that you can start and share together so I just don't think okay. I wouldn't worry about the fact like if they're not using sunscreen or they're not doing this or they don't have a skincare routine. You can get right in yeah. there and and have and put your mark on them. Does them having a skincare routine make you go like who's been here first? Um <laughs> like who has given you that? Like you didn't go out and source that yourself. I don't know how I feel about that. Because as we said on the live episode, Nick was using, he had all this skin Oh, my God. See, this was something that he sent me a photo of that. I remember he sent me a photo of like his, he had all like, he'd obviously send that to her, but he had all of the samples lined up on his bathroom. Super cute. Wow. And some of them had actually been used, um, but then he had like Nivea in the background and like, okay. and I was like, this doesn't look right. Like it was very um, mismatched. He didn't even know how lucky he was oh, at that time. Oh, he had no idea. When I told him how much SkinCeuticals cost, he's like, what? It's like, yeah, you just threw money down the drain. <laughs> um, it didn't last long, obviously, because he wasn't using any mm. skincare. Um, What's he going to do now? Like, without- now that he's gone back to Canada, <laughs> what's he going to do without you doing his skincare every day? I don't know. <laughs> Age probably, <laughs> probably gonna age. Yeah. Nah. He, do you know what? It, do you know what I had noticed was that his uh, he had pigmentation for sure from coming from Canada, mm. where there's like no sun, to Thailand, where it's mm. like sunny every day. So obviously some pigmentation had come through that had faded so much thanks to me. Really? Yeah. Hadn't fully wow. faded, but the, especially on the forehead had started to really fade. Were you sharing your flores and CF? I didn't bring that over here. No, I had an aspect. Oh. I had an aspect vitamin C and pigment punch, ah. and then I, I also had alpha H power peel, also good. What right. else did I have? I had quite a few things. Yeah, we were just mixing it up, seeing what would work. Mm. Do you know what I think though? I think fresh skin that's never used skincare takes to it really well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I could notice <laughs> yeah. a difference. He's like, I was like oh, my God, your skin looks so good. And he'd be like, mm, just looks the same as always. And I was like, no, you have, oh. you know what I mean? Like I could tell. Yeah. 
Okay, Hannah, tell me what are we talking about today on the episode? So on today's episode, we are talking about dryness on the body uh, with Dr. Leona Yip. Then we're talking to Sam from our buying team all about K-Beauty and of course the products we didn't know we needed. So today we're having a little bit of a chat about body skincare, particularly the areas that get a little bit drier than others with Dr. Leona Yip from Skin Partners in Brisbane. Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for having me again. Our pleasure. So I'd love to know your explanation of how our skin on our body differs from the skin on our face. I think firstly, I need to introduce the three layers of the skin just so our listeners can understand what I would be explaining about how the skin will differ depending on where it is on the body. So there are three layers of our skin. So we've got the epidermis, the dermis and the subcutaneous fat. And these three layers are actually present ubiquitously throughout our body, including on the face. The epidermis is the outermost layer of the skin, and this acts as a skin barrier to protect us from external irritants. It regulates our temperature and it maintains skin moisture. The dermis is the middle and the thickest layer of the skin, and the dermis contains our hair follicles, blood vessels, nerve endings, sebaceous glands or our oil glands, as well as sweat glands. And these structures are cushioned within a dense network that includes collagen, elastin, hyaluronic acid that would give the skin its structural support. And then the fatty layer is the deeper layer that helps to insulate our body from cold temperatures. It cushions deep tissues from blunt trauma. It also acts as our energy reserve source for the body. The two main differences between facial skin and the skin on our body are number one, skin thickness, and number two, the density of these structures in the dermis, which are the hair follicles, sweat glands, and the sebaceous glands or the oil glands. So these differences would correspond to these areas specific skin innate biological functions, as well as external frictional forces that would differ between the face and the rest of the body. For example, our skin is thickest on the palms of our hands and the soles of our feet, and this helps to protect us from friction and trauma. And on the other hand, the skin is thinnest and most delicate on our eyelids, as well as on the genital skin. So compared to facial skin where there is high density of hair follicles, oil glands, sweat glands, the skin on our back actually has less of these. And on our palms and our soles, we do have sweat glands, but no hair follicles or oil glands. So that's why people don't get acne on the palms and soles. Mm, Okay, that's interesting. And um, what skincare habits should we apply with our body skincare at a minimum? So just like the face, the basic three steps of cleansing, moisturizing and sun protection should be essential for our body skin care. So number one, cleansing. Showering is the body's equivalent to what we would call cleansing for the face. A common question that we get asked is how often should we shower? But there's really no standardized answer for this because it does depend on a few factors. People who are exposed to more sweat, heat, humidity, Dirty environments or pollution should really be showering more frequently because we need to keep our skin clean. We need to avoid skin breakouts or infections. But importantly, keep showers short, ideally less than four minutes. Use a soap-free wash because soaps can dry the skin and irritate the skin more. Avoid hot showers. Use tepid water because heat itself is also skin irritant. Prolonged water contact dries the skin more too, and that's why showers are better than baths. Moisturizing is the next step. So it's really important to remember to moisturize after a shower because we do need to replenish those natural skin oils that have been stripped during showering because we need to restore that skin barrier keep moisture intact, avoid dry skin and irritation. And this is particularly important for people who are prone to eczema, who are more prone to dry skin. 
So for drier skin areas like our hands and forearms and lower legs, use a thicker or a greasier moisturizer to lock that moisture in. But on the face where the skin is thinner and there are more oil glands, use a lighter moisturizer, which will be better tolerated and also less risk of clogging skin pores and causing breakouts. And sun protection, this is something dear to my heart. I'm a sun smart warrior, shamelessly. So unfortunately, many people still don't understand sun safety. Even in Australia, where we live in the skin cancer capital of the world, we're still seeing skin cancers on the rise. And we do need to be much better with the SunSmart messaging. We need to cover up our body with protective clothing because sunscreen alone is not enough. Areas that cannot be protected by clothing, such as your shoulders or your hands or the, the feet, upper back, they do need to be covered with sunscreen, SPF 50 plus, and they do, they, it does need to be reapplied every two hours with continuing sun exposure. Um, these are the three basic steps. But for people with more skin concerns like roughness, bumpy skin, skin pigmentation, there are skincare products with active ingredients like alpha hydroxy acids, like glycolic acids, for example, that you could use for these additional concerns. Um, just really quickly, what? so you don't recommend baths for dry skin? Correct. Oh, I love a, I love a bath. Bubble <laughs> baths are especially bad. It's a combination of heat, prolonged water contact and soaps. So if you have eczema, that's a definite no-no. If you've got dry skin, definitely avoid bubble baths. So most of us would have noticed we have drier skin, especially on our elbows and knees, which I'm very conscious of when I'm fake tanning. Why do these areas get so dry? Good question. So the skin on our elbows and our knees, it does tend to be naturally thicker and it has less sebaceous glands or oil glands. And therefore, it doesn't produce as much skin oils to maintain skin moisture compared to skin elsewhere. So it's more prone to dryness and it can feel commonly rough and bumpy too. The elbows and knees are also areas that are quite prone to frequent friction and rubbing, and this triggers skin inflammation. And by doing this, more keratin production. And so the skin is thickened as a protective mechanism. To prevent skin thickening on the elbows and knees, try and avoid leaning or kneeling on hard surfaces, especially for prolonged periods. You can use creams with active ingredients like with urea, lactic acid, glycolic acid, salicylic acid, which are actually great for the elbows and knees because these soften and moisturize. And these active ingredients also have exfoliating effects to break down layers of keratin that contribute to the skin thickening. And what about dry heels and feet? So the skin on the soles of our feet, of our feet, sorry, especially the heels, then it needs to be hard wearing. Our feet carry our body weight daily and does cop a lot of pressure and friction forces with weight bearing activities like walking and running, for example. And therefore, it also needs to be the thickest in our body. The thick outer layer of skin on the soles is often dry and yellow because it's made up of a thick layer of skin keratin. And keratin is hard. It's like a callus sort of, because it helps to cushion and protect our feet from blunt trauma and friction forces. And the soles on our feet also, it has no oil glands to produce skin oil, so therefore it's usually always drier than elsewhere. And thick, dry heels tend to crack and they may form painful features that are quite uncomfortable to walk on. To relieve this discomfort, the thickened skin can be filed in the shower when the skin is moist and is softer with a paring filer or a pumice stone. Dermatologists do not like physical exfoliants like scrubs and brushes on the face and on thinner skin, but it's definitely okay to use on the heels where it should be used because otherwise it can be hard for creams and active ingredients to penetrate down to the really thick um, base of the keratin. Uh, so it's actually best 
if we use a regular heel balm with moisturizing and exfoliating properties. So creams with paraffin, that's really nice, greasy, moisturizing. Urea, which is moisturizing and has great exfoliating effects. And salicylic acid, it keeps the skin here soft and moist, so it's less prone to painful cracks and fissures. I still get asked nearly weekly, Hannah, about my um, heat dry heel trick. Remember that early days yeah, of the yeah, podcast? Yeah. It was liquid yeah. gold and then Egyptian mm-hmm. magic over the top. God, that's a blast from the past. I know, isn't it? I still get asked about it. It's so funny. So, Leona, is there any correlation between skin being drier in these areas and the skin becoming darker in these areas in some skin tones? Yeah, so when the skin's dry, it's more prone to irritation and skin inflammation, especially when there's repeated pressure and friction in the area. When the skin actually heals from inflammation, it often leaves darker skin discoloration, which is especially obvious in people with darker skin tones because these people naturally would produce more skin pigment in general anyway. The elbows and knees are also common areas for eczema and psoriasis, which are conditions that cause skin inflammation that can also commonly leave darker discoloration in darker skin tones. And this condition is called post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. Post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation, though, it does tend to fade with time, but in individuals with darker skin tone, it can last for weeks or years to completely resolve. So the best way to prevent skin darkening in these sites is really to avoid friction and pressure as much as possible. Use a regular moisturizer to reduce skin dryness and treat any skin inflammation like eczema and psoriasis promptly. Are there any body tips for us that we might not already know? Do you have any hacks as a dermatologist that you do for yourself and for your own body that we maybe wouldn't be doing? Mm, Let me have a think. I think the best time to apply a body moisturizer is right after you come up from the shower because your skin pores Mm -hmm. are open. It absorbs moisture better with your cream. So that's the best thing to do. Um, What other skin hacks can I think about? Do you have a favorite body moisturizer that you recommend? I do. My favorite active ingredient in body moisturizers is glycerin and a mixture of paraffin. So um, as a dermatologist, in more than 10 years ago, when I was trained to be a dermatologist, the range of skin moisturizers were not as great as what we have today. So we were prescribing compounded mixtures of uh, 10% glycerin, 10% liquid paraffin, 10% white salt paraffin in aqueous cream, getting pharmacies to make that up. And it seems to be a really good moisturizing cream without leaving too much of a greasy residue on the skin. Um, And people love using it, especially those with skin problems like eczema. But these days you can get proprietary moisturizers just from the pharmacies. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Leona Yip. You can find her at Skin Partners in Brisbane. Thank you for having me. So today we've got another familiar voice back on the podcast. You might know her from our After Dark series. Sam McLaren joins us today to talk about K-Beauty. Welcome, Sam. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me back. Now, tell us why you're here to talk about K-Beauty. You you do have some qualification, I suppose, (laughs) in this area. So um, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a junior category manager at Adore Beauty, and one of my portfolios is um, Korean skincare. Or I should say mm-hmm. um, Korean and Japanese skincare because we're soon to be mm. launching a cult Japanese skincare brand, which is exciting. So we've recently launched a few new K-Beauty brands, which is really exciting. Can you tell us which brands our offering now includes? Yes. Yeah, so we've launched a couple. Um, 
since the beginning of this year, we've launched Vanilla Co., which is um, has a cult cleansing balm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've launched I'm From, which has this beautiful focus on natural ingredients. Um, they use things like mugwort essence and rice and mm-hmm. ginseng. We are, we've launched or we're just about to launch Suwasu, and it's this beautiful Korean brand that's very luxurious, um, also has a really strong focus on um, natural ingredients and, and kind of the science behind um, some beautiful natural ingredients like ginseng. And then we're soon to launch Hadalabo, which um, is our Japanese brand. And they have this cult following because of their super hyaluronic acid. Um, it's the it's the number mm. one skincare line in Japan. So I'm very excited to be able Ooh. to offer that to adore customers. Wow. Super hyaluronic acid sounds pretty good. I just like that name. Yeah, it's great, right? It just sounds like refreshing. You're like, yes. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds plumping. Um, what are your fave K-beauty products right now? Um, I have a real soft spot for the brand Claire's or Dear Claire's because it has a focus on sensitive skin and I've got quite sensitive, sensitized skin. So all of their products are really nourishing and hydrating. They don't have kind of like essential oils, that type of thing. So they're perfect if your skin's feeling a little bit sensitive. Um, so that's a that's a big favorite for me. And then I'm I'm also really enjoying using Sulasu, which um, mm, I haven't really. Yeah, it's so it's so luxe. I love the the packaging is beautiful. I love the textures. Mm-hmm. It gives a good glow and it just feels very like comforting and hydrating um, on my skin. So I'm, yeah, I feel like those two are kind of like at quite separate ends of the K-beauty spectrum. Like um, Claire's is that pretty affordable, um, bit more sort of universal in its appeal. And then Sulwasu is just this ultimate luxury brand that feels like you're in a day spa every time you use it. Mm-hmm. And what do you think our most underrated K-beauty brand is that we range? Oh, it's a tricky one. I mean, obviously our kind of like biggest brands, the ones that, you know, you see a lot featured, especially on Adora, brands like Laneige, which is super beautiful, um, Innisfree. CosRx, I think, is a brand that a lot of people are only just discovering. Mm. And I think it's got such it's got such effective product at a really competitive price point. It's got amazing ingredients. It's very much a, a kind of cult uh, Korean skincare brand because it uses things like snail essence, um, has these incredible pimple patches. So I think I think there's a lot more that we'll, we can see from Cosrx, and I think there's there's a lot in the range for customers to to discover. Mm-hmm. What's what's snail essence? So snail mucin is essentially the the like silvery discharge the that, that you see out. from a snail. Mm. Yes. So <laughs> oh. so what they do is they basically get a bunch of snails and they put them on like a sheet of glass and then just leave them in the dark to just crawl around and then mm. and then excrete their essence and then they just go in and collect it. So I have to say when I first heard about the snail mucin essence, I was a little concerned because I generally like to use like cruelty-free products and I was, I was a bit dubious mm. how are we getting this from the snails. But it is actually a pretty humane process. They're just sort of left to their own devices to, to crawl around. Look, it's a it's probably one of the more unusual uh, beauty ingredients that you'll see. Um, <laughs> well, I haven't um, used it. I haven't used that product. I've seen face masks 
over here with snail, mm. that snail ah. stuff. What's it called? Snail? Uh, snail mucin. Mucin. Mm. I've always wanted to try it. It's, I mean, it's very popular. Like M. Ratter like, loves the snail essence. You see her talking about that a lot. It is quite effective. Like it really does give you a nice glow. It's kind of calms down any redness. So it's good for people who break out a lot. Um, who have sensitive skin, um, people who, yeah, just looking for like a little boost of radiance in their skincare routine. It is kind of sticky though, mm-hmm. I will say. It's it's kind of what you expect. Yeah. <laughs> what you expect to come out of snail's anus. <laughs> Where does it, does it come out of the snail's anus? Did I say that correctly? <laughs> I actually Should don't I know, that? to be honest. Uh, Maybe. Where does snail mucin come from? It's the excretion of a snail. It's created and used by snails as a way for them to protect themselves. That actually makes a lot of sense. So, Hannah, I don't think it comes from the anus. I think it's more like a lubricant okay. so that they can protect their bodies. So they can, like, slide from... along the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. But that makes sense, right, because then we're using it to protect our skin. Yes, so... yes. Yeah, that makes sense. It does make sense. That makes sense. Um, So aside from um, snail muse and how that's produced, what have you learned about the K-beauty philosophy since you started onboarding these brands? I think I have two favourite things about Korean skincare. One of them is the focus on hydration and maintaining a really good skin barrier I really like. It's not about you know, slathering yourself in really hardcore retinol or acids and waking Mm. up the next day looking, you know, brighter. It's this kind of long haul process where every day you're putting more hydration into your skin and you're building up your skin barrier to get those results over time. So I think it's a bit more uh, sort of sustainable for your skin Mm. um, Mm because you're not you're not kind of shocking your face into being bright. You're like slowly building up resilience. So I love that. And then I also love that Korean skincare is very much about a ritual because they have, you know, famously there's the 10 step Korean skincare, but even if you're not doing 10 steps, even if you're just introducing an extra step of an essence or a toner into your routine, it's about taking the time to to, to look after your skin and having a moment where you like stop and press it into your face. And I think that mm. that view of skincare as self-care is very prominent in Korean skincare. And um, mm. I really like that about that kind of the whole energy of Korean skincare. Yeah, you've explained that so well. I really agree on the um, protecting the skin barrier. I like that philosophy because we, I think skincare talks a lot about um, really, really active ingredients. Mm. And so it's nice that they like push that message to protect the barrier. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And then the more that you do build up that barrier function, then you can kind of go a little bit harder on an acid or a retinol, mm. knowing that your skin barrier is like a little bit stronger because you're mm-hmm. using, you know, these like great brands like Laneige and, and, and the new one, Harder Labo, with that real focus on hydration. I think it's a nice. I think it's a nice counterpoint to a lot of the really like hectic cosmeceutical brands that Adore have. I think the two of them actually kind of go together nicely. Yeah. And what do you think K-Beauty does better than every other category of skincare aside from the care that I guess they focus on with the barrier? Um, I think they're really good with skin that has a, a couple of different facets to it. So if you're someone who has dry skin that's also pimple prone that's also sensitive you can go to a brand like 
COSRX and there are products specifically for that type of skin. Because um, I think a lot of the time, if you're someone who, yeah, maybe you've got oily skin, but it's dehydrated, or if you've got dry skin, but you're getting breakouts, it can be difficult to source products that are actually going to handle all of those different concerns in one product. But I think the formulations um, in Korean um, tackle a lot of different issues. Um, and I think they're, yeah, they're quite, I found they're quite good talking to lots of different concerns within singular products. Mm-hmm. And are there any K-beauty brands we don't stock that you're dying to get your hands on? There are a couple. Uh, I really love the brand Purito, which is a lovely um, skincare brand, Korean skincare brand that um, is really focused on sensitive skin. They have this green Centella mm-hmm. line that's quite popular. I think the brand Pune Kang Yul is really beautiful. There's another brand, Then I Met You, that have um, some really great products. I've got a cleansing balm that everybody raves about. Um, yeah, it's the world of Korean skincare is huge. And, you know, there's so, I think there's so many more brands that we can get on board and, and share with AB customers. Um, yeah, it's definitely exciting. I would say watch this space. Maybe you need to wrangle a work trip to Korea. <laughs> I would love to. Now that now the borders yeah. are back open, because Korea actually they have these um skincare fairs in Seoul that apparently yeah massive mm. and it's like whole stadiums with all these stalls and you can discover all these different products. Can we come and do content? Yes, yeah. definitely. Let's all go. Yes, we'll get Let's that over it. the line, Sam. Don't worry. Leave love that, that with me. Love that. I think that would be great. I think I think these kind of skincare fairs are so interesting. I think people would love to see that, and I think yeah. I'd love yeah. to go there. I want to be a part of it. <laughs> well, if anyone's looking to trial a K-beauty inspired routine, there is a bundle on site called the Glowy Skin Bundle. That's got Laneige, Innisfree and Cosrx products in there and it's got a, a, a beauty, Australian beauty product in there too. So you can go and check that out. We'll link that in the episode notes. But we do also have an entire category that you can shop from, um, our Korean beauty category um, on site so we'll link that too so it's easy to find i want to get what's everyone's one favorite korean product from the website oh just one just one what's that um laneige the like milky toner what's that called oh the cream skin yes i think so yeah cream skin yeah yeah that one that's I really beautiful. like that that is really beautiful i also really like the the innisfree um lip balm in the little um it's got like a twist top thing, like your sticky finger in oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's like um, it's like a canola. It's a green tea one. Oh, green tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Korean brands do such good lip products. Yes, they do. Oh, I was going to say, mine is obviously Laneige Lip Sleep yeah. Mask. Yes. Cannot <laughs> go past that yeah, one. It's... What? Wait, Sam, did you, what was yours? Um, oh, I'm really enjoying um, the new from from Harder Labo, they have a super hyaluronic acid serum that I'm really enjoying. And then I think my other... Can I get one of those? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it's in the giant pile next to me, ready for you. You just have to come back to Australia and claim Amazing. it. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then my other favourite is um, Cosrx have this rice mask that has niacinamide in it and rice extract. It's so great. You put it on and then it, and the next day you look really bright and fresh and it's like super cheap so you can just like rub it all over you and like not worry about like running the bottle down, um, which is one of the other things I love about Korean beauty. It can be very, um, very affordable. Amazing. Thanks, Sam. Sam. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you. Product we didn't know we needed, Hannah. 
What's yours today? Uh, mine's on my wish list. I actually, we we didn't stock this at Adore Beauty. And I remember speaking to Micah, who at the time was our um, fragrance buyer. And I was like, when are we getting the whole range from Mason Balzac? Because I wanted to get the, I don't know how to say that, the loot candle holder Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get the pink candles that match it as well um and she was Mm -hmm. and so we had we didn't stock it and I remember going into like a store and I was looking at the I was looking and I was like oh can't we just stock it at a door so I can get my discount (laughs) so I was like I'm just gonna wait and just wait to see if we get it anyway I was looking through the website. I obviously haven't been home in a while, so I don't know what – I didn't know that it was on. It was new to Adore Beauty, but um, they're finally on the website. It is the – yeah, the Mason Balzac Volute candle holder in pink. I want to buy two. They're like – I don't even know how to describe the shape of it. Anyway, you might just have to go look it up. Um, I love the Mason yeah. Balzac. I'm not going to lie. It does look like it kind of belongs in the sex category, but in a good way. <laughs> I don't – yeah, I don't even know how to describe it. It's really cute. Go have a look at it on the website they also have like the you can get like a matching pink candle that goes in it what would candlesticks candlesticks candles yeah candlesticks and they're like in that wavy yeah i don't even know how to describe wavy? it wavy you just have to go and look at it yeah you have to go and get a visual yeah yeah get a visual lumpy um, <laughs> lumpy yeah yeah that's a good way to, that's a nice way to describe <laughs> it um they do have those volute the candles that match the volute candles, but they do also have just the mm. like the tapered candlesticks. Yeah, I'm gonna go and buy that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. copy. Need it. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. But I feel like one of uh, Mason Balzac's one of my like all time fave home brands. They do the nicest stuff. Get on it. What yeah. is um your product this week? My product is the Mesoaesthetic Melon Recovery Cream. Uh, now, this is certainly on the bougie end. It is $139, Oof. but I have been using this product post-needling, not only on myself, but other people because I've been doing some needling on a couple of my friends. So this one is great for post-procedure. It's great for anyone that's prone to um, you know, irritation or redness um, or skin sensitivity that's, you know, caused by procedure of some kind. So it's got niacinamide in there, which we know is one of my favorite skincare ingredients. It's got shea butter, which has um, omega-6 in it. It's got a prebiotic defense complex in there as well and red algae and alpha bisabolol. Um, so that helps to calm and soothe and reduce that sensitivity in the skin. Um, so yeah, it can reduce the signs of temporary, uh, inflammation, which would be, you know, from having a reaction to something or having a procedure. So a good one to have in your arsenal of products, if you tend to react to a lot of things, or if you are having regular treatments like skin needling. Uh, so it does smell really nice though. And I'm like, how do you create a product that's good for post-procedure that smells really good? Cause most of them smell like nothing or bad so I don't know how they've done that but it does smell really nice and everyone I've used it on has said I really like that product so that is my product I know I needed today so have we have you announced this news yet I haven't announced this news yet no this is uh, I'm sad to announce this but also happy to announce new beginnings so our beautiful podcast producer Matt uh, has taken up an amazing opportunity <laughs> in with the crime uh, industry, Australian true crime with Michelle Laurie. Oh. If you haven't heard that podcast, you can 
go over and listen to that because Matt will be producing that now. Um, so that means that uh, you'll no longer hear his voice on this podcast, mm. but I'm sure it'll still be floating around. Uh, but the podcast will now be produced by a new producer called Kiara. So she's joining us very shortly uh, and I don't think she will hear her voice on the podcast because I don't think she wants to contribute as much as Matthew did. Matthew really uh, took to it. embarrassing herself. <laughs> We're going to miss you. Love you. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. Bye.